0: but I write a love letter to my wife every day Mm. and this has continued it's now a year and a half in I love it it even if she never reads them she doesn't have to I see her differently now since I've been doing this
1: welcome to the Ziegler show where we inspire your true performance I'm your host Kevin Miller in this show we are back with John O'Leary our amazing guest from show 587 Here we're going to talk about his daily habits for success following the seven spokes in the Ziegler wheel of life. You'll hear that he writes a love letter to his wife every day and how it's changed his perception of her and that he works like a dog so he can play like a puppy. It's just a great, inspiring, convicting conversation. Hey, John's inviting Ziegler listeners to his new live inspired in studio with John O'Leary online community like-minded friends who do life together and get inspired with John via a live webcast once a month. You can visit it at John O'Leary com slash studio and pre-register at a special price before registrations open to the general public. Before we get into John's habits, I have some great resources for you. Okay, friends, here then we go with John O'Leary's Healthy Habits for Success. All right, John, well, just as we talked about in the last show, we're going to get into uh, do a little behind the scenes on you and your daily habits in the seven spokes of the Ziegler Wheel of Life that you know so well. And just uh, what are the healthy things that you do in there? Any struggles that you got? Let us know. So number one, first spoke is Physical. What do you do there?
0: Well, part of physical, of course, is what you eat, what you drink, and and uh, and the awareness around that. Kevin, I at one point in my life, I used to drink every single thing as a soft drink, and then I realized I don't have to. You, you can even go to fast food places and order. They have something there called water. It's no, really crazy. No Go to restaurants and order something called a water. Yeah. You don't have to drink every time you're out with your friends. Wine, beer, or anything else. It, uh, I'm really uh, fine I'm, I'm, but I, I get some I try to walk a lot every day it's, but the thing is I do but I, I walk the airport's a lot I walk probably three to four miles a, day, a ton my my way to think. The thing, those things are very good. And uh, at this stage of my life, I'm trying to also watch how much I sleep. I used to pride myself on how little I had to sleep and I'm yeah. blessed to be very high energy. I really only need about four and a half hours, five hours a night, but I like falling asleep next to my wife and I like waking up to her next to her as well. So I, I try to grab seven or eight and I find myself even feeling better in the morning.
1: Yeah. It's been interesting, John. I'll have to tell you that as I've interviewed people doing this habit show, we've been doing it probably six months or so that sleep. Yeah. I remember the, the days of you brag about how much you're doing and how little you sleep and you trained yourself, you know, four hours a night. It's all I need. And that is a bygone thing. And I hear consistently seven to eight is the goal of everybody who we're talking to. And the reason we're talking to you is because you're producing well. So obviously it's, uh, it's hard to refute there. Well, Hey, the next spoke then is family. And I know that that is, uh, not only highly important to you, but yeah, you've got a work life and a travel schedule that causes some issues there. So what do you do to keep that family spoke running well and healthy?
0: Awesome. So um, we talked about it a little bit on our last show, but I write a love letter to my wife every day. Mm -hmm. And this has continued. It's now a year and a half in. I love it. it. Even if she never reads them, she doesn't have to. I see her differently now since I've been doing this. So that's been helpful. She and I go on one date night a week. And you can say, well, you're busy. You got four little kids. And I'm like, well, that's exactly why we do this. So we schedule out a date night a week. We go on three trips together as a couple. We take three trips together as a family. And uh, maybe the final thing I do is when I come in the door at the end of the day, I try to make my days when I'm in town as short as my child's. So if they get off at 335, I try to wrap up my workday at 334 so that when they come in the door, my phone is down and it is done. I'm not, I'm not the kind of guy who's uh, tethered to it. I have been liberated from my cell phone, which frees me to actually do something wild, which is to look into my kids' eyes, which is to shoot baskets with them and take them on walks and play with the dog and be more present. So I think between the, the holidays we plan together, the date nights, the love letters, and then when I'm with them, I'm with them. Mm. Th- those are some active things I'm choosing to do every day that's really helping us out as a couple and as a family.
1: That's, uh, man, that's significant. Very similar in uh, the date nights with your wife, the trips, just as a couple, my wife and I are just getting ready to take a, it'd be one of our longest ones, eight days, just the two of us. I'll have to testify one. I had a kid one time when my wife and I were, uh, we were, we were arguing a little bit. He said, daddy, you guys need to go on a trip. You're, you're different when you come back from that. Yes, uh, Yeah, that was motivating. So, uh, so we do that. Well, man, on the mental side, what are those daily consistent things that you're doing to keep your mental edge strong?
0: Podcast. I listen to podcasts, yours included. If you listen to traditional media, first they're jammed with commercials. Just commercial after commercial after commercial. Reminding you how imperfect your life is and their solution to it. So that's one thing that's being done. But even when they come back from the commercial, frequently they're telling you how bad the world is Mm -hmm. and that there's nothing you can do about it. So either they're telling you how bad your life is and they can sell you something for it. That's the ad space. Or they're telling you how bad the world is and there's nothing you can do about it. Then you tune into Ziglar, you tune into Kevin, and you hear other shows that remind you, wow, life is not perfect but it's good and there's incredible opportunity in particular if you step in intentionally and you're mindful and you walk around the spokes and you set goals around it and you live into it and you find some accountability partners so I, i'm very focused i windshield time that i have uh on investing that appropriately that's one thing uh, i'm assuming there's a faith spoke if, if now i'm going to cover faith here just a little bit do it but um do it. Say that again.
1: Yeah, do it. We'll just dive in. We'll hit. We'll hit. The, I hit mean, when, when
0: I wake up in the morning, I I, I uh, get out of bed. I make myself a cup of coffee. I walk out to the screen porch. I grab a journal and I reflect on how God has blessed me. The question is, why me? And I just kind of pray over that. Reflect on that. And I make a laundry list of things that He is showing me in my life today. And the more I make this little list, the more I ask and then answer that little question. The more I realize how unbelievably wondrously undeservedly blessed i am it, it shocks me it seriously shocks me and so i i that, that for me you talk about mindfulness and that mental edge yeah. when you leave that coffee date with yourself after watching the sun rise and what was dark at one point becomes light that's a that is a miracle moment and it's free some of you right now are like dude i don't have money to do nothing okay So wake up for the next sunrise and and call me later on because it's going to blow you away. It's free. And if you miss that one, the cool thing is 12 hours later, there's going to be a repeat performance on the other side of the horizon. Be in awe of nature. Mm. I try to capture it all. Like I had an an aunt who was a nun, and she was childlike in the way she loved nature. Mm. And as a little one myself, I thought she was like crazy Aunt Nancy. But the older I get, the more I realize the wisdom of Aunt Nancy. Why not be in love with with the swallow s- singing through the sky? Why not be in awe of the owl making that crazy little do 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 doo? Yeah. I mean, it's awesome. The sunrise, the sunset, solar eclipse, the stars, our solar system—100 billion stars in our solar system, and there's 100 billion other galaxies like it. This is shocking. So, whether you want to get the microscope or the magnifying glass, God is in the middle of it all. Mm which means, man, you are in the middle of it all. It's a big deal. And I, I try to expand my mental edge by being aware of it all.
1: Uh, amen. You're speaking my language there, man. I can look out my window. Actually, it just started snowing here. I can see Pike's Peak. It fills up my view. We live in the National Forest. and I, I feel like it's vitamins. It is, it is vitamins. It is. I have no idea how much it's benefiting uh, my life. So, uh, yes. Hey, how about financial? The financial spoke of your life? What do you do there to keep things running well?
0: So we're, we're at this point kind of fortunate in some regards and who knows what tomorrow has in store yeah. for any of us. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm super aware of that. There's a guy that some of you may have heard of. His name is David Ramsey.
1: Yeah. We might have heard of him. Ramsey
0: Man is a buddy of mine. And, uh, I drink the Kool-Aid live like no one else. So you can live like no one else. And so for a while I lived like no one else. And it was pretty lousy and I ate rice and beans and occasionally I'd switch it up and have beans and rice oh. and life was awesome. But now um, we can eat, in addition to rice and beans, a few other items. We have a, a lovely home. We have a lovely yard. We have a lo- lovely view. I have a lovely business. But part of all of that, the birthplace in some regards, was getting the financial picture straight in the first place. Don't buy into the lie uh, of debt, of buying the next thing, of feeling some desire that will never be filled in the, gro- in, in the grocery store of life. Instead, seek the stuff that actually fills you eternally, pay off the stuff that is going to kind of bleed you dry, and it will free you to start your own businesses. If that's what you want to do, it's going to free you to have more time with your kids because you're not a slave to the man at work anymore. So I just encourage if you're like, if you're totally upside down on this front on the financial edge,
1: uh, get after the debt first. And
0: if you don't know where to begin, Google a guy named Dave Ramsey. He's phenomenal.
1: And thanks to these sponsors for bringing us today's show. All right. Hey, next spoke here is career. And, you know, I, when I looked at that, I realized, I don't know, I didn't read up a whole lot, you know, before you became the John O'Leary and the author, I don't know a whole lot of what was happening there. And if you had a varied, you know, career trajectory, if it was pretty consistent. So, uh, one, I don't know what all happened there. And two, what have you done to keep that? I mean, I'm sure the opportunities are endless for you and, uh, you've probably put some boundaries around there to keep you on the straight and narrow. So tell us about it.
0: So uh, another great question. And I love this spoke too. I love them all, man. I think they're not divided. They're not separate. They're, they're equal. They're powerful and they're undivided and they're all part of life. And that's awesome. Mm -hmm. So professionally, I've had the opportunity of of being a house painter, working on a farm, working in financial services. I was working on Christmas Eve junior year in college. And I realized, man, I will never again work on Christmas Eve Mm. ever again. So junior year in college, I made a commitment to start my own business. By fresh, by first semester, senior year, I had begun it. It was actually real estate development, which for the listeners who are tuning in now, but they don't know anything about my story, that's pretty radical. Because you're on the air right now with the guy that has no fingers, is limited in motion physically. I have almost no sweat glands because the majority of my body has been burned. Not my face, believe it or not, like it's a miracle, but the rest of my body is. And I took on maybe the hardest job possible, which is to be, become the guy that buys these old dilapidated buildings and with my own brokenness and my own broken hands to slowly fix them up, to do it once and then a second time and then a third time and then hire a guy, and then another guy and grow this business. Right before the downturn in 07, 08, I, I'm not smarter than anybody else, but I kept losing out on opportunities to kind of weaken warriors. And I figure when it's that easy and fun to make money, something's wrong. So I started shifting careers. That's when I actually sold out everything, my entire portfolio of real estate. Timing was beautiful. And I became a hospital chaplain for three years. And that was maybe the best time of my life. I didn't make anything, man. Whatever minimum wages, subtract a dollar. And that's about what they paid me. But it was three awesome years of my life, serving patients, serving their families, growing myself, connecting with God. And during the course of that time, my mom and dad wrote a little book called Overwhelming Odds. I read it it changed me it's a story of how I got burned how the family was impacted how the community showed up I started speaking I didn't speak for money I spoke cuz I had a message and then the more I shared this message the more money started tracking with it and the money kept coming and the opportunities kept showing up now it's a real business I speak 150 times a year uh, about half of those are local I travel around the world it's a, it's an awesome platform because of that I wrote a book called On Fire That book just keeps selling and touching lives all around the world, which says, well, what more can we do? So we started a podcast. We've gone about 100 deep. Podcasts, about a million listeners so far. That that blows me away. These messages we bring to them once a week have been tuned into by a million people that want more. Then we said, well, what else can we do? So we started a little online program called Live Inspired with John O'Leary in studio. Once a month we meet live. I'm not a teacher. I'm a sojourner. I'm learning with them and I'm growing with them, but we come together live to talk about in studio. The thing is the pie keeps growing, Kevin, like it just keeps expanding. And so we just keep asking ourselves, what would God have us do next? And then we do it. And, so, and what this is freeing us to do is no, not take more time off. It's actually work smarter so that we can touch even more lives. So we can serve more frequently in the community. It's not to become more lazy. It's actually to become more active. So professionally, I'm really, I wouldn't use the word busy. I'm really engaged and I'm having a blast. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, and we are the grateful recipients, John, uh, majorly. Hey, you, you're the last spoke here. You personally, (laughs) what are the things that you do just for you? You spend a lot of time, all your time, just about pouring out, but what are the things that you do just for John?
0: I don't, I don't think I've ever had anyone ask me that question. And I really don't remember that being on the spoke when I was going through the Ziegler training 13 years ago. What, I don't do much for me in specific answer to your question because I feel like everything else that I'm doing is either directly or indirectly for me. Yeah. When I'm off work at 3.34, I pretend like I'm doing that to be an active dad. The, the reality is I'm a selfish guy. I just want to play with my kids. I work like a dog so I can play like a puppy. I talked earlier about taking my wife on date nights so that she can be, have a, be, be happy. The reality is I'm a selfish dude. I just want to have time with this gorgeous girl of mine. and We've been married 14 years. Our marriage is better now than it's ever been. That's not bragging. That is hard works and lots of ups and downs, mm-hmm. but we're working at it. The faith life. I, I pray, I think, to connect with God. But selfishly, every time I pray to him, he talks right back with me. Yeah. And sometimes there's streaks and periods of silence, and I don't hear anything. But in time, I hear the roar, and sometimes the roar is in a little whisper. Sometimes it's in a child's hand or a sunrise. But the but God's roar keeps coming back into my life. So everything that I do for others, I find it comes right back into my life. And then finally, as a speaker, part of the reason I speak Is not to get the buzz of being on a platform or getting a standing ovation. It's really so afterwards, one by one by one, I get to shake someone's hand. I get to hug them. And then I get to hear these words. John, my story is nothing like yours, but. And then they fill it in. And I get to hear about bipolar and suicide and depression and divorce and struggles and cancer and Parkinson's and dreams and hopes and despair and struggles, and all of it. I get to hear about life one by one by one. I do it for them. But, Kevin, dude, it's, it's all selfish, man. It all comes back. And at the end of the day, I find it's all for me. So it's, a, it's a really cool upward-facing life that we get to live.
1: I absolutely, man. I love that line. work like a dog so you can play like a puppy i'm gonna i'm gonna use that one thank you uh, for that man. Thank you for just uh yeah letting us behind the scenes and uh showcasing that you are just like us but you put in place these intentional things so that you can have this on fire life. And I feel fired up. Just like I told you at the end of the last show, I judge the show by it, my cheeks hurting and my they're worn out. man. so I'm, uh, I'm, I'm smiling. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much, John, for being with us.
0: What I, so Kev, I want to thank you. Yes. And I want to thank your listeners, man, because they could be a million other places right now and they are with you investing in themselves by listening to worthy content so listeners friends thank you for for believing that this is worthy that your life matters and the best is yet to come
1: amen amen okay friends anyone else here feel convicted to write love letters to their spouse Uh, the whole message so convicting again john's inviting ziggler listeners to his new live inspired in studio with john o'leary an online community of like-minded friends who do life together and get inspired with john via a live webcast once a month you can visit it at john o'leary com slash studio and if you got value from the show let john know leave us a review in itunes for the ziggler show and mention this specific show Coming up next in show 590, we hear from Zig Ziglar on a message about the necessity to truly believe in what you're selling. Literally, the product or service that you sell, you must be a customer of it yourself and fully believe in it if you want to succeed in selling. It's a great personal story that he shares from his own sales experience that pertains to this exact thing. And from the message, then I posted this question on Facebook. I asked, do you sell a product or service that you are a customer of? And if you happen to be in an MLM company, did you or would you truly buy if it weren't if you weren't involved in the actual business side as well? We got a lot of responses. I actually did get a lot from multi-level marketing folks, which will make for an interesting conversation. I hope you can join us. Till then, thank you for letting me walk with you as we inspire our true performance together.